Welcome to Church History. I'm your host, Laura Lee Siemens. This is our summer season. I'm telling the stories of our great hymns. This podcast tells the story of the church in chronological order. We started with the story of Jesus, and we have traveled through history into the 1800s. For this summer, we're going to tell the story of the church in chronological order through our great hymns. So, enjoy this summer season. God moves in mysterious ways, his wonder to perform. This is a quote by W. Cooper, and when you hear his life story, you will understand why he said it. William was born November 26, 1731, in Great Berkhamsted, England. His father, George II, was a chaplain. William had a very happy younger childhood. He spent time playing in his father's rectory and had a loving, happy, peaceful family. However, at the age of six, his mother died giving birth. Little William's life fell apart. William's father did not know how to care for his two sons, and William was sent to boarding school. His life was shattered, and then, at the boarding school, he faced a cruel bully who made it his mission to terrorize the young boy. William was so afraid that he would walk around with his head down, refusing to look at anyone. He learned to recognize the bully's shoes and would cower when he saw them approaching. William lived in terror, and when the school discovered how the boy had been treating William, he was kicked out of school. But William was also asked to leave. The young boy then went to another school. This time he went to Westminster, and here he found a safer environment. He fell in love with literature and loved to read and write. He graduated from school and began to prepare for law school. After law school, all he had left to do was to write the bar exam. But a childhood of trauma and loneliness had left him with anxiety, and he could not take the test. Then he was offered a clerkship of journals at the House of Lords. This was a great opportunity for William. However, during the interview, he had a full panic attack and was unable to speak. William felt that his life had no future. He was as worthless as his bully had told him that he was. He fell into a deep depression. He threw his Bible away. He felt his life had no purpose, and he saw no hope, and he tried to kill himself three times. The third time, he almost succeeded and his family thought that they had lost him. They convinced William to go to a home for mentally ill people, and an asylum, and God placed him in an asylum run by a Christian man named Reverend Morley Unwin. The Reverend Morley Unwin invited William to move in with his family, and while living there, William came to learn the true meaning of the gospel. He gave his life to God and vowed to live for him. William became very close with the Unwin family. Then, in 1767, Reverend Moreland Unwin passed away, 
and William was faced with death once again. Mrs. Unwin was invited by another pastor to move to a town called Olney. He invited his family, and when he heard that William was living with the family, he asked him to move as well. So, William moved to this small town and became neighbors with a minister named John Newton. William spent a lot of time with John Newton. John had also battled depression. John had been a slave trader who had turned his life around after giving his heart to God. And then he had become depressed, realizing the horrors of what he had been part of. At first, he thought it was impossible to find forgiveness with God, but he had found God's amazing grace to save a sinner such as him. William began to help John with his mission to make slavery illegal. He met with other men who were working alongside John. Another man named William Wilberforce and William Pitt met at the home of John often. William Pitt was the youngest prime minister in history, and William Wilberforce was also in the government. So John Newton would meet with William Cooper, William Wilberforce, and William Pitt, and they would all talk about what they were going to do to end slavery. In our next episode, we're going to tell the story of Amazing Grace, and in that episode, you will hear more about John Newton. I will put links in the show notes so you can learn more about William Wilberforce. William Cooper had found his mission and his passion. And then, William's father passed away, and he was sent into another downward spiral. He began to have panic attacks again, and he didn't want to continue to live. He had lost his mother, father, and his father figure. He was spending his days trying to fight against the evils of slave trade. He had become friends with men and women who had escaped slavery and heard the horror stories of what was happening on the boats. Today, we would probably say he suffered from PTSD. And he questioned, was life even worth living? During the darkest time of his second bout of depression, William was reading the book Zechariah. Zechariah was warning the people of Israel to repent of their sins. Judgment was coming. William could relate. He had been trying to warn the people of England. But then, Zechariah chapter 13 verse 1, he read, on that day, a fountain shall be opened for those of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. He realized, as he read, the time that Zacharias was writing about was the death of Jesus. His blood was the fountain that cleansed us from sin. So he sat down and he wrote, There is a fountain filled with blood, drawn from Emmanuel's veins, and sinners plunged beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. His song was published along with many other songs that he wrote. But William also wrote poetry, stories, and essays for the general public. In 1785, he wrote The Task, a substantial work that was written to try to convince the public to end slavery. It was one of the best sellers, and suddenly, William Cooper was one of the best-known writers of his time. He became famous. William's friends saw him struggling, and they wanted to find a way to bring happiness to him. They began to bring him pets. He had a cat and a few long-eared rabbits. He had birds and more. But 
His three rabbits were his favorites. He named them Puss, Tiny, and Bess. And watching them play in the evening was what brought him peace. William fought to end slavery, but he did not live to see it happen. In 1796, Mrs. Unwin died. She had become like a mother to William, and once again he fell into despair. He never fully found himself free of this final despair, and the constant grief led him to become ill. Four years later, in the year 1800, William became sick and he passed away on April 25th. Seven years after his death, it became illegal to purchase slaves directly from the African continent. It would not be until 1833 that the Slavery Abolition Act would be passed. But his writings, even long after he died, were used to change the hearts and minds of the people, not only in England, but around the world. Satan knew what God could do with William Cooper if he could control his heart. So Satan had worked hard to end his life. But William Cooper had found the power of the blood, the fountain filled, drawn from Emmanuel's veins. The dying thief rejoiced to see that fountain in his day, and there have I, as vile as he, washed all my sins away. William had learned his value came not from what others thought of him, not from his accomplishments, but in knowing that all his sins had been washed away. His song has given hope to so many people. This may sound weird, since it's a song about a fountain filled with blood, but it is hard to hear the song without feeling the love of Jesus wash over you. We have heard from Fountain View Academy before, and today we're going to hear them sing, There is a Fountain. This is an absolutely amazing choir from a school, and I will ask you to check out their links so you can hear more of them. Enjoy. Enjoy. 